football the football segment of the fantasy fanatics podcast i'm your host once again james and i'm joined once again by nate and mate what's up guys so all right uh football season is officially underway we are previewing week one of the 2021 nfl season really exciting stuff uh we're gonna get through all the matchups we're gonna talk fantasy players to start players to sit we're also going to give our picks and predictions for each game. So uh, let's just not keep every let's just not keep everybody waiting. We'll just start off right away. Thursday night football: Dallas Cowboys at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mete, I'll get to you for this one for the fantasy preview. You're a Cowboys fan, obviously. Just I guess talk to us. I guess start with Dallas. Which players you like to start for fantasy, and which players maybe people should sit. Yeah, uh, this is the moment we've all been waiting for, really excited for football season. And, I mean, Dallas has a rough matchup here. They're playing a Tampa Bay defense that is one of the best in the league at the moment. And it's kind of scary to start some of the Dallas players. But, I mean, if you drafted guys like Dak, Zeke, or Cooper and Lamb, you probably got all those guys before round five. And so you probably had to play them. And... Your bench players are probably not better talent-wise, but if you do have favorable matchups or you're in a shallow league, you could definitely bench them. But yeah, uh, standard leagues, I'd start Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, C.D. Lamb, Omari Cooper, and Michael Gallup. All right, and uh, getting to Tampa Bay now, um, I guess by the looks of it, Dallas's defense, they're still a little shaky. Um and I guess the offensive line uh, is, isn't too amazing either with guys like Martin and others out. So I guess for Tampa Bay, who would you start in fantasy? Yeah, like you said, the Cowboys defense last season was one of the worst defenses of all time, it feels like. And if that trend continues, I'm rocking with all the Tampa, Tampa Bay fantasy relevant players. So I'm starting guys like Tom Brady, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Braun. Brown, sorry, and Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, that's a big list of players. Uh, it looks like a matchup where you can just roll everyone out. Either they'll get a lot of yards or they should be able to find the end zone. This Tampa Bay offense is really high powered. So uh, it's actually going to be a great game to start out the season. Um, I'll just get to you guys in terms of predicting this game. Um, I guess looking at the lines, it opened at uh, minus six and a half for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but it's now moved to minus eight and some places eight and a half. So um, Mete, since you were talking, I'll just start with you first. I guess, uh, who do you like in this game spread wise, uh, or I guess to win the game? Yeah, uh, my heart's telling me to pick Dallas, but my brain is telling me Tampa Bay. And so you got to listen to your brain. And yeah, I feel like Tampa Bay wins this in a one score game. I know a lot of analysts and stuff are writing the Cowboys off, but I think it's going to be a close game, a one-score game. For spread-wise, since it's eight and a half, and I said one score, I'd probably take the plus with Dallas. So, yeah. All right, and getting to you, Nate, I guess uh, where do you see this game going and which spread do you like? Um, I feel like uh, Dallas should be able to cover if it's still... Um, plus eight 
especially if it ends up going to the fourth quarter, then we know Dak's going to go off and they'll keep it close. Um, but I feel like Tampa Bay should be able to win still. Yeah, I'm definitely agreeing with you guys. I'm liking Tampa Bay to win here. The only thing I'm not in agreement with is um, the point spread. Um, I guess give me Tampa Bay anything under minus 10. I feel like that they should win by around 10 points. Uh, this defense uh, up against Dak Prescott with a banged up offensive line, it's just going to be so tough for him to get rid of the ball on time. Uh, he's going to be scrambling quite a bit. We don't know how strong his ankle is going to be. Uh, this might be another uh, Patrick Mahomes Super Bowl 2.0 type situation where Mahomes' ankle wasn't fully 100% and he had a hard time scrambling to deliver the ball. So I think 10 points is around where I, I feel like this game is going to end up. So I will take the minus eight or eight and a half with Tampa Bay, but it's definitely going to be an exciting game to watch for sure. Uh, let's just move right into the next game. Uh, Nate, I'll get to you. Jacksonville Jaguars uh, against the Houston Texans. I guess start with Jacksonville. Uh, which players would you start in fantasy and which ones would you sit? Um, I guess for the players that I would start, um, Trevor Lawrence, he's going to be um, the starting quarterback for Jacksonville. So I feel like you should start him. And I guess James Robinson, um, LaVisca Chenault as well. And you might also be able to even start like guys like Chark or even um, Martin Jones, depending on the depth of your league. Yeah, absolutely. And I just assume all their other options uh, probably would be best to sit them. Yeah. All right. And just moving to Houston, I know they don't have a lot to offer in terms of fantasy, but uh, did you find any options that you, you were okay starting? Um, I guess for starting, there were a couple of guys. I think Brandon Cooks and Philip Lindsay, I think you should be good um, starting those guys. Philip Lindsay mainly um, for deep leagues, or if you um, need a guy for your flex, Philip Lindsay might be able to um, fill in for that. Um, I know like Tyrod Taylor is starting as the quarterback, but I'm just not sure if he'll be able to um, play to his uh, peak. I think he ended up getting, yeah, he got 19.3 in 2015. I'm not sure if that's a realistic expectation for this game. So I wouldn't start him. Yeah, I'd probably project him maybe around 16 fantasy points in half PPR leagues. And that's not enough for him to be starting in your lineup anyways. So I definitely agree with you on that. Um, let's get to the projections and predictions for this game. Uh, Nate, I might as well just start with you. Um, it looks like the spread is minus three in favor of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Do you like the Jaguars in this game or would you prefer taking the Texans? Um, minus three, that's definitely doable for Jacksonville. Um, I think that Houston's going to have a little bit of a hard time keeping up um, uh, offense-wise. So, yeah, I feel like Jacksonville should be able to cover and win. All right, Matty, let's get to you on this game. Uh, minus three for the Jaguars. Which side do you like? Uh, this is a tough one, actually. I feel like Jacksonville should win, but I don't know. I feel like this game is such a toss-up that I might have to go with the plus in case Texans win. I mean, it's definitely possible that they win, and yeah, if it ends up being like a closer game than that or something, the plus always uh, helps out. So I might have to roll with plus three Texans. 
Yeah, just looking at this game, you mentioned it. Uh, it's one of those games that's pretty much a toss-up and go either way. And if I'm looking at a game that's a toss-up, give um, I'd probably go with the team that's uh, giving you the points. And plus the Texans are at home too, and they are a pretty good home squad uh, over the years. I know that they don't have Watson starting on Sunday, but um, I feel like Tyrod is capable enough to run an offense, whether it's going to be high scoring or not. That's the question. Um, yeah, if you're giving me three points with the home team, if this game's a toss-up, I'd probably just side with the Texans because of that. Also, we just don't know who Jacksonville is right now. We really don't know how this team's going to work. They have an entire new staff. I know you'd say the same thing about the Texans, but in terms of continuity, I feel like the Texans, even on their defense, a lot of the same players there. The Jaguars have really remade their team. So um, I guess just in my opinion, uh, if you're going to pick a side, you might as well just take the points with Houston at, at plus three. But uh, let's just move to the next game now. It is the LA Chargers at the Washington football team. Uh, let me talk about uh, the Chargers first for fantasy. I guess players you want to start here. I know it is a tough Washington defense, but I mean, you drafted Justin Herbert probably to be your starter. So you're going to roll him out. You're going to roll out Austin Eckler. Obviously, he's probably one of your top two running backs. And uh, Keenan Allen, probably a top two wide receiver for you. So those three are must starts. And then other guys that either you'd sit or maybe they might be a deep league start. Uh, Mike Williams, he might be a flex play in like deeper leagues. So you might uh, want to start him there or else probably sit him in just standard leagues. Um, Jared Cook's probably a sit for me, unless you're really short on tight end. Maybe he might be able to find the end zone, but I probably wouldn't start him. And then Jalen Guyton and Josh Palmer, they're pretty much just depth wideouts at that point. So I probably wouldn't start them in most leagues. Um, and then I'll get to the Washington football team now. I guess players I'd be okay starting. Antonio Gibson's probably one of your top running backs. So start him. Terry McLaurin, same thing. One of your top wide receivers, definitely a must start. And Logan Thomas is probably your starting tight end. So he's definitely a guy you need to be rolling out. Uh, so those are probably my three safest options. And then guys that you could look at. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, if your other quarterback has a really bad matchup, um, like, I don't know, for example, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe you're facing, uh, I don't know, a, a tough defense, like you don't like Mac Jones against Miami defense, or you don't like Tua against Patriots defense, and then Fitzpatrick is your backup, then yeah, maybe you roll him out, but I wouldn't probably start him. Uh, McKissick, probably a sit for me. Curtis Samuel might not play. Um, Cam Sims and Diami Brown are probably sits for me as well at wide receiver. And um, yeah, that's pretty much uh, my outlook for there for fantasy. And uh, we'll get to the prediction now. Um, I'll start here. I guess just looking at the lines, um, it is currently minus one in favor of the Chargers. They are on the road. Um, I like the Washington football team at home, to be honest. I'm going to take them with the plus one. Um, if the money line is gets to plus 100, I'd probably take that as well. Um, we know this team can play. They were a playoff team last year. Chargers have an entire new offensive line, entire new coaching staff. Uh, we just don't know uh, how they're going to fare uh, against this experienced now uh, Washington uh, defensive line. Um, yeah, Washington's whole defense is just so solid, and their offense got better in the offseason, so I'm kind of liking them. Uh, especially at home, but I guess Mete getting to you, what do you think about this game? Yeah, I'm definitely with you. I like Washington and I'm kind of surprised that they have the plus, especially that they're home and they had a pretty solid season last year. So yeah, plus one Washington for me as well. 
Yeah, Nate, getting to you, I guess, uh, would you take the Chargers here or would you side with Washington? Um, It's kind of hard to tell, but I guess maybe I'd side with Washington. Yeah, this game, honestly, it's probably going to be more lower scoring. But if it does get uh, to a higher scoring pace, I think both Fitzpatrick and Herbert can compete with each other in terms of throwing the ball. Um, obviously Herbert's the younger, more talented guy, but um, honestly, this Washington defense is what pretty much makes the difference for me. We haven't seen the Chargers defense healthy in a long time. We don't know how they're going to fare. Washington, we know who we are. We know who they are and we know how they play. So I definitely feel more comfortable taking them. Um, I guess getting to the next game, uh, we've got the New York Jets versus the Carolina Panthers. Mete, I'll get to you for this one. I guess we can start with the Jets. Give us your fantasy options. Yeah, this is a juicy matchup, I'd say, for fantasy, as both teams have pretty bad defenses based off last season. So for New York Jets, I'd start Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, the rookie, uh, Keelan Cole, Tevin Coleman, I'd start in deep leagues. Uh, since I'm not too sure how the Jets running back situation is going to work, but since he is listed as the starting running back, I... If you're in a really deep league, yeah, you could definitely start him. And, yeah, that's who I'd go with for the Jets. For Carolina, I'm going Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Terrace Marshall Jr. He's had a great preseason, and I think he's, like, their third wide receiver as of now. So I think he can put some points up and Christian McCaffrey for sure. All right. Um, I guess, uh, what's your opinion on Sam Darnold? Is he a good stream for this week? Yeah, like you said for the last matchup, uh, if your starting quarterback has a rough matchup and you're not too confident in him, you could definitely look at Darnold. I mean, it's a revenge game. Jets, I think, had the worst record last season. So, yeah, it looks like a really good matchup for him. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think the Jets had the worst record until they decided to win games. Oh, yeah, and then, right. and then, yeah, the, yeah. the Jaguars ended up having the worst record. But yeah, I definitely get your point. Um, definitely a guy worth streaming. And obviously, um, no real tight end options for either of these two teams. Um, but let's get to our prediction for this game. Um, just looking at the line, it opened at minus four for the Panthers, but it's gotten up to minus five now. So um, I guess, Mete, I'll start with you. Uh, would you take the Panthers minus five or do you like the Jets at plus five? It's another tough one as I think Panthers win and I think it will be a one score game. It's just it just depends on if it's going to be a three point game or a seven point game as the spread is five. So. Yeah, uh, let's just roll with the Panthers. They're at home. I think they can cover five points. All right, Nate, let me get to you. Uh, Panthers and Jets. Panthers are favored by five. Uh, who do you like here? Um, I guess it depends on what Jets do we see. Is it the beginning of the season Jets or the end of the season Jets? But I guess I'll just go with the Panthers on this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of leaning with the Panthers on this one, I guess, just because um, if the game is close at the end, uh, they do have the best player on the field, in my opinion, and that is Christian McCaffrey. I feel like that he is that game breaker for them. If they need a touchdown, they'll get it. If they need to win by seven, they should be able to win by seven. And the spread's only at minus five. 
So I think that's a pretty solid pick if you want to take the Panthers there. I definitely think they should be able to cover. Um, let's just get to the next game. Um, Nate, I'll get to you. Minnesota versus Cincinnati. I guess just starting with the Vikings, uh, which players would you start for fantasy? Um, I guess for the Vikings, I would start, um, I guess, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, uh, Dalvin Cook, uh, maybe Kirk Cousins, um, if uh, you kind of like his consistency, if that makes sense. And I assume all tight ends you're avoiding pretty much. Yeah, for the most part. And then getting to the Bengals, I guess, which options do you like there to start? I guess for the Bengals, you might, I think you might be able to start uh, Joe Mixon. Some of the wide receivers, depending on the depth uh, in your league, for example, T Higgins, Jamar Chase, or Tyler Boyd, you might be able to start uh, Joe Burrow, but it kind of, it's, I think it's going to be like deep leagues um, only for Joe Burrow, and it's going to kind of depend on how well the offensive line holds up. Yeah, not just that. It looks like the Vikings defense has sort of been revamped from last year. They got a lot of uh, pieces back from injury. They, you know, brought in some pieces like Pat Peterson and others. Uh, this defense looks like they're going to be a lot better. So, yeah, it might be a tough day for a guy like Joel Burrow, but we'll definitely have to see. Um, I guess just getting to the spread, uh, it looks like the Vikings are favored by minus three. Um, Nate, I'll start with you. I guess uh, which team do you like in this game? Um, I guess I kind of uh, like the Vikings over Cincinnati. Yeah, pretty straightforward for you. Uh, Metti, I'll get to you. Uh, who do you like here? Yeah, I'm with Nate. I like the Vikings, and I feel like the spread is actually crazy. I feel like this should be a two-score win for the Vikings, so minus three, you should run with that. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out why this line is so low. It almost looks like it's a value for the Vikings. Maybe this could be one of those trap games. You never know. But I guess just looking at it, yeah, minus three seems like a great spread to look at and just to roll with the Vikings. I think that they should be a good enough team to get the job done, both offensively and defensively. I know they consistently run the ball. And I mean, uh, the Bengals have had their share of troubles on defense and then they have their pass rushers back, guys like Barr and Hunter. All of them are healthy now. I don't know how this line is going to hold up for the Bengals. This could be a bigger score than just three points. So, I, yeah, I definitely agree with you guys. I like the Vikings here. Um, let's get to the next game, uh, Seattle against Indianapolis. Um, I'll start by covering fantasy for these two teams, and I'll start with the Seahawks. Uh, if you're starting, guys, you're starting Russell Wilson for sure. He's probably your QB1 most likely. Um, you're also starting Chris Carson. Even though the Colts do have a good run defense, he's probably one of your top two running backs. Um, in terms of wide receivers, you start Metcalf, you start Lockett. They should be locked into your lineup for most of the season. And then I'd probably roll out Gerald Everett also at tight end. I think that um, he sort of had this connection with Wilson early through training camp in the preseason. So you definitely want to tap into that, um, especially in the end zone. He should get a lot of looks. And I guess around the field, we saw him with the Rams. He is very solid. So definitely a guy you want to look at. Um, and then in terms of guys, you probably want to sit, probably Rashad Penny's not going to get a lot of work. He might have some uh, passing catches, but other than that, he's not going to get it. And then Dwayne Eskridge, he's a rookie. We don't know how many uh, looks he's going to get. So probably leave him on your bench unless you're in a super deep league. Um, and then getting to the Colts, this one was really tough for me because this is going to be a pretty new offense uh, with Carson Wentz getting in there. Um, 
in terms of starts, um, Jonathan Taylor, obviously, he's one of your top backs, most likely. Start him. Uh, start Michael Pittman, uh, whether it's in your flex, whether it's in like your wide receiver three spot or something like that. Uh, he should be the number one on this team with T.Y. Hilton injured. Um, Paris Campbell's their slot receiver. If he gets like three or four catches, you should be set for the day. Uh, so he's probably another guy you could roll in. Um, and then Niam Hines, he's their main guy on third down. You got to start him, especially with the the way he popped off last year. I believe week one, he had like two touchdowns or something last year. And people were jumping all over the waiver wire for him right after that. So he's one of these guys with those pop factors. So you definitely want to capitalize on that. Then in terms of sits, I'd probably sit Carson Wentz just because we don't know what we're going to get with him. He hasn't played football in a while at a very high level. Uh, he could be good, but probably just wait one week to see. Uh, Marlon Mack sit. Zach Pascal, I'd probably sit. And probably the two tight ends, Doyle and Cox, I'd probably sit them as well. So um, just getting to this matchup, I guess I'll start just by looking at the spread. Uh, the spread is uh, minus two and a half for the Seahawks. I guess in my opinion, this game's a toss-up, so I will take the points again with the Colts, plus two and a half. I know we don't know what we're going to get from Carson Wentz, but I'm confident enough in the rest of the offense and I guess the defense for the Colts that I guess I'd be willing to take the, the points with the Colts. But um, I guess, Nate, getting to you, uh, who do you take in this game? Um, It's kind of hard to uh, say, but I guess I'll go with the Seahawks on this. Um, I guess, uh, do you have any thoughts, I guess, on this matchup? Um, not really too, too many. It's going to kind of depend on uh, what Wentz that we see, I guess. But um, the Colts might be able to keep it close, but I still think um, Seahawks should be able to win and cover. All right. And then getting to you, Mete, um, looking at this matchup, but which team do you like? Yeah, I also like the Seahawks, and since it's two and a half, minus two and a half, uh, all they have to do is win by one field goal, which they should definitely do. So, yeah, I'd run with the Seahawks here. Yeah, this game is definitely uh, close. It should definitely be close, which is why the spread reflects that. Honestly, you wouldn't be wrong with any choice, as either team has a really good shot of winning that game. Um, but let's move to the next game. Should be another really solid game and that's Tennessee versus Arizona. Uh, Mete, I'll get to you for this one. I guess uh, who would you start in fantasy for these teams? Yeah, uh, another good game for fantasy, I'd say. Both teams have decent defenses, but it's really nothing to fear. So for Tennessee, I'm starting Ryan Tannehill, Derek Henry, AJ Brown, Julio Jones. The rest of the guys, I'm not too sure uh, how they're going to pan out. So yeah, I only go with those four as of now. And then Arizona, I'm going Kyler Murray, Chase Edmonds, DeAndre Hopkins, and A.J. Green. Uh, again, the other guys uh, like Christian Kirk and stuff. Uh, Kirk, I feel like he's really boomer bust. So it's kind of a risky play. So I stay away from him. And yeah, those are the guys I definitely start. Yeah, um, in terms of the Cardinals, what about guys like James Conner or like Rondell Moore? Would you be okay starting them or probably not? Yeah, James Conner, uh, if you're in a deep league, you could give him a look. I just, right now, I'm not too sure what his role is going to be. So I'm kind of skeptical about him. So yeah, I wouldn't start him as of now. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, and then just getting, I guess, to the outlook of this game, um, it looks like that uh, it's gotten to minus three for the Titans. Uh, I'll start with you, Mete. Uh, which team do you like here? Uh, it's another tough one, man. Uh, I like the Titans. I think they win by one score. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. I'll go with Titans minus three. All right, Nate, let me get to you. Uh, which of these two teams would you like? I mean, uh, Cardinals, you can't really underestimate them. They should be able to keep the game close to the Titans, but the Titans ended up adding Julio. They have Julio, and now they have Derrick Henry, and the rest of the wide receivers on the Titans are really good as well. Ryan Tannehill's underrated as a quarterback, so I think I'm going to take the Titans. Yeah, I guess just looking at this game, um, taking the two teams into perspective, um, I don't know what the Cardinals are going to be able to do about Derrick Henry, to be honest. I, I actually think that uh, this game's either going to be back and forth or Tennessee's going to be able to run away with it. I don't think there's a chance the Cardinals run away with this game. So if those are my two choices, either a back and forth game or the Titans run away with it, I'm perfectly fine with um i guess laying the points with uh the titans at minus three um yeah honestly they're at home as well we know how fired up they are in front of their fans uh this seems like a no-brainer pick in my opinion so yeah i'm, I'm also going to side with the titans just like you guys um getting to the next game nate i'll get to you san francisco 49ers against the detroit lions i guess lay out your fantasy starts for us I guess a um, couple of starts would be, I guess, Raheem Mostert, uh, Brandon Ayuk, uh, George Kittle, um, and TJ Hawkinson. I think this is, oh yeah, TJ Hawkinson for um, Detroit. And I guess, for, I guess for other Detroit players for deep leagues, maybe Jared Goff and DeAndre Swift. Yeah, um, Swift might even need to be started in shallow leagues just because of where you might have drafted him. But yeah, I agree with you. It's definitely not a good matchup for for him. Um, there is a chance that in half PPR leagues, he doesn't get up to 10 points this week. It, that's how good the 49ers uh, front seven is. Um, yeah, I guess outside of that, it's really tough to see. Uh, maybe Debo Samuel, I guess. I don't know. What's your thoughts on him? Debo Samuel, I think uh, maybe you can start him in like deeper leagues um yeah he's in, in terms of the shallow leagues i'm not really too sure if you want to you'd want to start him because you might end up having wide receivers that are um better than debo samuel in more shallow leagues but in deep leagues you might be able to start him i guess another guy would be like Mohamed sanu but that's like really really deep leagues i'm not really too sure what he's gonna um be be doing this game yeah, I think that you pretty much hit it spot on with the three targets. It's probably going to be Kittle, Ayuk, and Samuel. And then for the Lions, pretty much Hawkinson's the only one that we can trust at this point in terms of receivers. We don't know where the ball's going. So, yeah, I think I agree with you. Probably avoid everyone else unless you're in really deep leagues. Then maybe like a St. Brown or like a Tyrell Williams could be a decent start. But outside of that, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. So um, I guess we'll get to the game now. Uh, just taking a look at the spread for this game, uh, it's gone to minus seven and a half for the 49ers. Nate, I'll start with you. Um, would you take the 49ers uh, minus the seven and a half or would you go with Detroit? Um, there's a chance that, I don't know, maybe Jared Goff will 
let his experience come through and they figure out a way to keep it under seven and a half. But I don't know if I'm really feeling that. I think I'll just go with um, San Francisco to win and cover. And then getting to you, Matty, I guess, do you have the same thoughts or what do you think? Yeah, I'm on the same boat as him. I think the 49ers should win this game by uh, two scores. So minus seven and a half, they should be able to cover that. Yeah, I'm right along with you guys. I definitely agree. Um, this Lions team, they're definitely better, but they're not better than the 49ers. And the 49ers, they pretty much have their whole team back. Whether Jimmy G starts the whole game, whether Trey Lance gets in there, either way, um, this 49ers team is pretty much loaded and ready to roll. Whether it's on offense or defense, they're better than Detroit on both sides of the ball. So this should be a no-brainer. Pretty much hammer that. And then um, getting to the next game, uh, it's the Buffalo Bills against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I guess I'll preview that. Um, I'll start with the Buffalo Bills here. Um, even though this Pittsburgh defense is tough and it looks like TJ Watt should be able to play, um, I definitely will be um, recommending that you start Josh Allen, obviously, because you probably picked him in the top five quarterbacks. Start Stefan Diggs. Start Cole Beasley. Um, and then I guess outside of that, I, it is tough for me. Um, maybe a Gabe Davis in deep leagues, a Devin Singletary, uh, a Zach Moss. Um, Emmanuel Sanders is interesting. He has been limited. If he's fully healthy, I guess he might be a flex uh, piece. Um, and then I'd sit Dawson Knox for obvious reasons. And then just getting to Pittsburgh, um, Damian, not Damian Harris, Najee Harris, sorry, is a must start. Um, they should have a running game that's really solid this year. He's really talented, so I'd definitely start him. Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and Juju Smith-Schuster. I'd probably honestly start all three. A lot of people are projecting Buffalo to win this game. So if Pittsburgh is behind, they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. You might even be able to roll out Ben Roethlisberger too, depending, as he might have a lot of pass attempts in this game. So probably those five guys you should be safe rolling out for the Steelers. And then definitely sit the tight ends for the Steelers. I don't think they'll be fantasy relevant in this game. So um, let's just get to, um, I guess, predictions. Um, I'll start with you, Nate. Um, I guess between these two teams, um, just by looking at the spread, uh, it's minus six and a half for the Bills. I guess, who would you take here? Um, I feel like uh, the Steelers might be able to keep it closer than six and a half. It, I, I feel like it might end up being something like six or five or something just because um, Pittsburgh defense is um, really good. And if you put enough pressure against um, Josh Allen, you have a chance to keep the game close. So... I feel like the Bills might be able to still beat them, but I think the Steelers can cover. All right, Matty, I'll get to you for this one. The minus six and a half, will you take Buffalo or will you take Pittsburgh? Yeah, I'm thinking the same way as Nate. I think the Bills win, but since it's at six and a half, I feel like the Steelers could cover this, actually. They don't have to win to cover it, so I could definitely see the Bills winning by only a field goal. Yeah, honestly, I probably would have taken the Bills on the spread, um, but it looks like TJ Watt should be playing. And if he is, yeah, that definitely screams a close game for me. And it actually pretty much says that Pittsburgh actually has a chance of winning this game. So like I said, with toss-up games, you want to be taking the points. So yeah, with the Steelers, you're getting six and a half points. Might as well just grab that. Should be a close game. Um, 
that Pittsburgh defense is not going to allow Allen and the Bills to run away with this game. Obviously, Buffalo still could win this game, but yeah, I don't think that they're winning it by more than maybe three, four points. So yeah, uh, Pittsburgh looks like the smart play here. Um, getting to the next game, um, Philly against Atlanta. Matty, I'll get to you. Give us the fantasy outlook for that. Yeah, this is yet another juicy matchup, I'd say, as the la- uh, last season, these two defenses were bottom tier. So Philadelphia, I'm starting Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard, Jalen Rager, and Devontae Smith. And for Atlanta, I'm starting guys like Matt Ryan, Mike Davis, Kyle Pitts, Calvin Ridley, and Russell Gage. I feel like a lot of people are sleeping on Russell Gage. Uh, Since all the attention right now is on Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts, uh, I feel like Gage is going to pop off this season. He's a baller, so look out for him. Yeah, I guess what's your opinion on guys like Zach Ertz or like Boston Scott? Would you start any of them or are you more skeptical? Uh, I'm seeing reports that Sanders might uh, not be playing too much on third downs. And so maybe Boston Scott could be worth a look. For Ertz, I feel like he's on the decline. And I don't know. I feel like he's not going to be too fantasy relevant this season. Just a weird feeling I have. Yeah, he's probably a guy you probably just want to wait out on for week one. I guess see how many looks he gets and probably just move forward for that. Um, let's get to the matchup now for this game. It uh, looks like the Falcons are favored by three points at home. I'll start with you, Mekte. Who do you like here? Yeah, so since I like the Falcons to win by one score and they're home, I think I'm taking the minus three for Falcons. All right, getting to you, Nate. Um, minus three for the Falcons. Or which side do you take here? I feel like... Um... If it was if the spread was more than three, I would have taken the Eagles, but I think I'll take the Falcons by three. Yeah, I, I think I definitely agree with you guys. Um, if that spread gets up to three and a half, I know it opened there, but it's since uh, come down. It looks like it could go back. Um, yeah, if it's minus three, I just have a hard time not taking the Falcons. If it gets to three and a half, maybe four, then maybe you're looking at the Eagles as this game could be a toss up. Maybe the Falcons have a lead and they blow it again. Who knows? But uh, yeah, as of right now, I am liking the Falcons as well, but I guess we definitely have to see how the spread turns out for this game. Um, I'll get to the next matchup. Actually, this is an intriguing matchup for you, Nate. Your Cleveland Browns are at the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I guess talk to us first about the fantasy outlook for these teams. So there's quite a few players that you might want to look at for this team. Um, Obviously, Patrick Mahomes, if you drafted him, you're most likely going to be starting him, um, regardless of whatever team he's playing against. Um, I guess there's also uh, Nick Chubb for the Browns, uh, Travis Kelsey for um, the Chiefs, Tyreek Hill for the Chiefs, and I guess some other Browns players that you might want to look at, Baker Mayfield in like deeper leagues. Odell and Landry in uh, deeper leagues as well, depending on um, how well you think they're going to perform. If you really like how they're going to perform and you really liked um, Landry last season, you can start them in shallow leagues if you're feeling them. Austin Hooper, I feel like um, he's, I feel like he's pretty um, good as a tight end, so you might be able to start him as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
I don't know. Um, what's your opinion on maybe a guy like McCole Hardman for the Chiefs? Do you think he has any value? Or do you think he's going to be getting a lot of looks? Um, it was kind of hard to say because um, his targets last year weren't a lot. He only got 62. Um, so I'm not sure if um, how much impact McCole Hardman is going to have. I feel like it'll depend on how well they end up covering I mean, the Browns end up covering Tyreek Hill. If um, if they're able to find a way to kind of cover Tyreek Hill and slow him down a little bit, you might end up seeing more looks from McCole Hardman. But um, maybe in deeper leagues, you can might be able to start him. But outside of that, I wouldn't start him. Yeah, I think I agree with that. He's one of those guys where you probably just watch week one, see what he is, and then sort of play him from there. Um, let's get to this matchup now. Um, it, it looks like that the, the spread is minus six favoring the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I guess, Nate, I'll just start with you. Um, your Cleveland Browns, do they cover? Do they keep it close? Or do you see Kansas City sort of winning by at least like seven or more? Um, I f- feel like I, as a Browns fan, I, f- I would like to see um, the Browns keep it, keep it close. So... I feel like the Chiefs would be able um, to still win, but I think, I guess, like during, for example, during the playoffs, the Chiefs were able to um, exploit um, the Browns' lack of um, cornerbacks in the secondary. It was hard for them to kind of defend the pass, but um, I think the Browns are going to be better at it this season. So hopefully the Browns would be able to cover that, but I think the Chiefs would still be able to win. Yeah, um, Mete, getting to you on this game, I guess, which side do you like here? Yeah, I feel like the Chiefs will win, but since it's kind of a bigger spread, I think it's going to be a one-possession game, and it's going to be close. So I think I'm actually going to side with the Browns here at plus six. Yeah, I was taking a look at this game, and I think the main factor for me is probably going to be that Chiefs defense they were really underrated last postseason. They were able to shut down teams like the Browns, like the Bills. Um, offenses that were pretty high level, they were able to shut them down. They were able to shut down guys like Chubb and Hunt and, you know, guys like that. Um, it's just one of those things that we don't know how the Chiefs defense is going to look like. If I could say, oh, they're that defense from the playoffs last year, then, yeah, I would definitely take the Chiefs to cover. But uh, since we don't know what that defense is, and also the Chiefs, they were not covering a lot last year in terms of their spreads. I might have to go with Cleveland as well, just siding with you guys. I think the Browns can keep it close. They are a good enough team. They're one of the younger teams in the league, but they have a lot of experience as well. Uh, they made a, a decent playoff run last year, and I think they're going to try and follow up on that. So, yeah, um, I think Cleveland has a chance to cover and maybe even outright win this game. They're, they're a much better team this year. Um, getting to the next game, uh, it's my New England Patriots against the Miami Dolphins. Um, I'll start with the fantasy preview here. Uh, we'll start with the Patriots. Um, in terms of starters, it's really tough to read Bill Belichick's mind when it comes to who should be started in fantasy. Um, but I think you're pretty safe rolling out a guy like Damian Harris. He should be getting most of the looks at running back. Um, should be uh, a safe, you know, maybe like 10 fantasy points and half PPR, something like that. So you definitely can roll them out. Um, I'd probably roll out John o. Smith as well, because we don't know how, um, I guess, healthy Hunter Henry is. And I think John o. Smith, uh, he's going to be getting a lot of snaps. And when you get a lot of snaps, you're going to be running a lot of routes. So um, I definitely like uh, his value. 
Um, and then someone like Jacoby Myers, an open target in the middle of the field for Mac Jones. Probably those three are your safest options for the Patriots. And I guess players that you can start in either uh, deep leagues or maybe guys that you want to sit. Um, Mac Jones, yeah, we don't know how he's going to fare in his first NFL start. Probably just uh, take a look at him for week one and then maybe start him if he does well in week two. Um, and then I, I guess um, Hunter Henry, we don't know uh, his injury concerns. I'd probably just leave him on the bench for now unless you really need a tight end start. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, same type of thing. He's probably not going to get a lot of work. Uh, James White, uh, it's tough to say what his workload is going to be. You could probably start him in PPR leagues maybe, but or, or maybe a deep half PPR league. But other than that, I probably wouldn't start him. Um, and then um, Aguilar and Bourne, we don't know if they're going to get a lot of looks. So I'll probably leave them on the bench for now. Um, and then getting to the Dolphins, um, probably my must starts uh, would be Jalen Waddle and Devontae Parker at wide receiver, just because they're going to be getting most of the looks. Um, definitely guys that you want to have in your lineup. Um, and then Mike Kosicki, he's probably uh, one of the better tight ends in terms of fantasy. You might have taken him as your tight end one, and if you did, you're going to have to start him. So probably go ahead and start him. And then um, I'd probably start Miles Gaskin as well, just because he's probably one of your top two or three running backs uh, in your league. So um, you're not forced to start him. I know this Patriots run defense did get a bit better, um, but yeah, I think you should be okay rolling him out. And then for sits, probably to a tag of Iloa just because of how strong this uh, Patriots pass defense is. I uh, probably wouldn't start him unless you were in a maybe a super flex or two quarterback league. But other than that, I'd probably keep him on the bench. Um, Malcolm Brown, probably not going to get that many looks. Probably wouldn't start him either. And then obviously I wouldn't be starting Will Fuller as he isn't playing for week one. So um, I guess looking at this matchup, I guess I'll just start. Um, these two teams are probably as even as it gets. Division rivals. This is a division game. Um, it looks like the Patriots are favored by three points. Um, some places it's at two and a half. I think two and a half is pretty much a, a must hammer for the Patriots. They are at home. Um, I think they are the better team on the defensive side of the ball and the offensive side of the ball. You can pretty, pretty much flip a coin between these two teams because we don't know how they're going to look. Uh, so probably, yeah, just the Patriots being at home, I probably would take them at minus three as well. But um, I guess getting to you, Mete, what are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, this should be a close game. And as of now, I'm actually leaning towards the Dolphins. Like you said, uh, Mac Jones, it's his first start. And so I'm kind of having trouble uh, trusting him. So I think I'm going to go with plus three Dolphins here. And then getting to you, Nate, um, Patriots are favored by three. Um, who are you taking in this matchup? Um, it's a bit of a toss-up. I'm, I mean, I guess I feel like maybe the Dolphins might be able to cover this one, even though it's a really small spread. Yeah, so you're saying it's pretty much a coin flip in terms of who wins the game, but you like the Dolphins to cover. Yeah. Okay, and um, yeah, I think going back, I did see a stat that the home teams have won like 17 out of the last 20 matchups between these two teams, uh, something something like that. Um. Uh, that's probably the only reason why I'm siding with the Patriots. Um, I guess in, I, I think that, that that's in terms of spread. Uh, 17 out of the last 20 home teams have covered in this matchup. So, uh, yeah, um, that's probably the reason I am leading the Patriots. I'm going to be cheering for the Patriots also, so it would help if I was on their side. Uh, but, yeah, 
Um, honestly, this game can go either way. It's going to depend on how each offense looks. We know the defense is good on both sides. I think that's the only question which offense can dominate. And um, yeah, and if it is close, definitely taking the points with the Dolphins would be smart. But I am definitely leading the Patriots uh, minus three at home. Um, let's move on to the next matchup here. Uh, it's the Green Bay Packers against the New Orleans Saints. Mattel, I'll get to you. Um, I guess talk to us about the fantasy players for this matchup. Okay, so for Green Bay, I'm going Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Robert Tanyan, and Devontae Adams. Outside of those guys, I'm just not too sure how guys like Marcus Vander, Marcus Valdez, Scanling, or Randall Cobb are going to do as uh, MVS is kind of a boomer bust player. He's not too consistent, so it's kind of hard trusting him. And Cobb, it's his first season back in Green Bay, so I'm unsure of his role. And the Saints have a really good defense, so it's kind of hard trusting those guys. For New Orleans, I'm starting Alvin Kamara, Marcus Callaway. Uh, he had a great preseason, so I'm going to fire him up. Adam Trotman. Uh, the tight end one in New uh, Orleans. And yeah, with the New Orleans Saints not having the greatest targets, I feel like he can have a great day. And then in deep leagues, I can go for guys like Winston, Traquan Smith, uh, only for deep leagues as they're more on the risky side. But yeah, in a, like I said, in deep leagues, you might have to play those guys. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things where we don't know where the targets are going to go for the Saints. Um, I think if Adam Trotman is healthy, you definitely want to roll him out because, uh, yeah, they're, they're going to be throwing the ball a lot, especially if you think the Packers are going to be going up in this game. Uh, then definitely the Saints will be trying to catch up. Um, you definitely want to take a look at that. Um, yeah, and I guess for the Packers, um, I don't know. What's your opinion on, I guess, a guy like maybe Alan Lazard or maybe like Amari Rogers? Yeah, uh, those two, I feel like, like I said, it's hard trusting anyone outside of the four guys I listed. Like I said, I'm unsure of their role or it's just a bad matchup, things like that. You know what I mean? Uh, it's just hard to trust them right now. So I just wait and see. And then would you recommend rolling out A.J. Dillon as like maybe a flex play in like deep leagues? I don't know. What's your opinion on him like in terms of the Packers running backs? Uh, yeah, that's a good question, actually. I feel like this could be a big win for the Packers. And I mean, if they have the game wrapped up, uh, why would they just uh, feed Jones, you know, risk injury? So I feel like Dylan could definitely see some work this game. So, yeah, if you're in a deeper league, maybe you could flex him. Yeah, I know last year when Jamal Williams was the backup, he was used quite a bit, even with Aaron Jones popping off every week. So, I mean, if they like to feature two running backs a lot, you could definitely see a guy like A.J. Dylan getting a lot of work. So I definitely agree with that. And I guess getting to, I guess, our prediction for the game, Mette, I'll start with you. The Packers are favored by four points against the Saints. Obviously, this game is being played at a neutral site, which definitely tips things in favor of the Packers. Do you like them at minus four? Yeah, I definitely do. I feel like these spreads are really disrespectful to the Packers. Uh, like I said, I feel like the Packers are going to win this game by two scores. And 
Yeah, right now, since Jamie's is just taking over, I'm not too sure how the Saints are going to look. So definitely taking the Packers with the spread here. Yeah, I guess just looking at this game, they're giving Jameis Winston a lot of credit as well as the Saints defense in terms of stopping Rodgers. Um, yeah, there's a chance this game could be a one-score game, but I think it's going to be a one-touchdown game, if anything. So yeah, I'd, I'd probably roll with the Packers here. They pretty much need to continue uh, doing what they did last year. And I think they can do it. I mean, the Saints lose that home field advantage. That's a huge thing. And I feel like it'll definitely benefit the Packers. So I will take them at the minus four. But I guess, Nate, getting to you, uh, who do you see in this matchup winning? Um, I feel like the Packers can beat the Saints. Um, I guess it also, I guess um, if the Saints can cover or not, it's going to kind of depend on how well Jameis Winston plays. So I guess maybe you can take the Saints, but yeah, I don't know. I guess I'll just go with the Packers. Yeah, honestly, this game, it's sort of hovering around that one touchdown score in my opinion in terms of a proper spread i feel like that um packers are being kind of undervalued here i agree with you mete so i definitely would would, would roll with the green bay packers in this matchup uh nate let me get to you now uh, for the new york giants against the denver broncos i guess which fantasy players are relevant here um i guess some players that you might want to take a look on at our um i guess saquon barkley a really good running back to say the least um, Kenny Galladay, um, I guess there's also, um, Sterling Shepard and for, uh, there's also Evan, um, Ingram for deeper leagues. And I guess for, uh, Denver, there's, uh, Noah Fant, um, I think it's Cortland Sutton, uh, Melvin Gordon, the third for deeper leagues, Jerry Duty for, uh, deeper leagues as well. Yeah. Um, I guess there's not a lot of guys that you would start in like regular standard leagues. Um, it's tough to see where the ball is going to go. Um, I guess, um, do you see maybe in terms of the Giants guys, like maybe Darius Slayton or, or others being like decent looks in like deeper leagues. And then I guess for the Broncos, maybe a guy like Javante Williams, since they like to run the ball, will he get a, a, any looks? And then maybe uh, some of the other Denver receivers and I guess maybe Teddy Bridgewater, what are your opinion on him and maybe Daniel Jones? Well, for, um, for Teddy Bridgewater and Daniel Jones, I'm not really um, too sure because their I guess fantasy points per game is only around like 16, which even in deeper leagues, that's a bit of a stretch as to um, whether you would start them or not. So that's why I didn't put them on my list. And I guess for um, Darius Layton, depending on the depth of your league, I think for some deep leagues, he might be able to um, start. And if he ends up playing like his 2019 season, then he's definitely going to be able to, to start. And I guess for Javante Williams, it will kind of depend on the role that they're expecting um, Melvin Gordon to play. I'm assuming that he's mainly going to be rushing. So um, if... Javante Williams can be a running back that catches a lot, then he might end up having um, some value. Yeah, it's probably like a, a watch week one and sort of see what, what his value is and how much he's used and then probably go from there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's definitely some intriguing options from these two teams, but I wouldn't bank on any uh, one player, I guess, outside of maybe Saquon Barkley as being like a strong um, fantasy candidate in this matchup. 
probably will be lower scoring. Both teams have pretty solid defenses. Uh, probably definitely something you want to look at. The spread is minus three right now for the Broncos. Um, they are on the road in New York. Uh, Nate, I'll get to you first. Uh, do you like the Broncos at minus three here, or do you see the Giants covering? Hmm. I mean, it's going to be uh, one score for sure. So I guess maybe I'll take the, I guess, the Broncos to win, but the Giants to cover, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess I was looking at this matchup. Uh, I guess both teams have pretty similar offenses. They have talent there, but it, the talent hasn't come together, if that makes sense, on both sides. Um, obviously, you got Teddy Bridgewater, who has a solid uh, week one record in his career. Uh, he's always been pretty solid there. But then you've got a Giants team that, you know, they are pretty decent in terms of their playmakers. So I guess the difference maker for me was just the defenses. I feel like Denver defense can play at a higher level uh, than the New York Giants. Obviously, it's probably going to be a close game, but I probably will take the three points or uh, I'll, 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 yeah, I'll take three points. Sorry, I'll. I'll take the minus three points with the the Denver Broncos. Uh, yeah, it's just the defense for me. I don't know, Mete, what's your opinion on this game? Yeah, uh, it is a tough call, honestly. It could go either way. And although I'm predicting a Broncos win, I'm not super confident in it. So at this point, I think I just roll with New York. They're at home. They got the plus on their side, so I'd go with the plus three. Yeah, definitely a nail-biter game for sure, as most Giants games have been over the last couple seasons. Definitely a lot of close games for them for sure. Um, and then getting to the next game, it's the LA Rams against the Chicago Bears. Um, I'll take a look at some of the players here for fantasy. Uh, we'll start with the Rams. I'd roll out Matthew Stafford. He's probably one of your starting quarterbacks anyways. Um, Daryl Henderson for sure. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Tyler Higby, roll all these guys out into your lineups. The Rams should be able to score in this game as Chicago's defense hasn't looked like the same defense from the last couple of years. Um, and then probably guys that I might sit, Deshaun Jackson's as boomer bust as it gets at this point in his career, definitely would probably sit him. Sony Michelle, we don't know how much work he's going to get, so probably just wait and see. So I might sit him as well. Van Jefferson and Tutu Atwell, we don't know how many targets they're going to get, so probably sit them as well. Um, and then getting to the Bears, honestly, this Rams defense is really tough. Uh, I the, Probably the only two players I'd be confident starting in standard 12-team leagues would be David Montgomery and Allen Robinson, to be honest. I feel like everyone else is either a flex uh, deep league play or they're a sit probably Mooney definitely flex him in deep leagues. He's pretty solid, but I think Jalen Ramsey will be shadowing him in this game for most of it. So uh, although Mooney's a great route runner, I don't know how many catches he gets on Ramsey. It's going to be tough to start him. Um, and then I guess guys like Damian Williams, we don't know what his role is going to be. He's supposed to play like a Tariq Cohen type role, but even then, I don't know how well he's going to play. Obviously, Cohen's going to be injured, so he won't be playing. Jimmy Graham and Cole Komet, um, we don't know how many targets they're going to get, how many receptions, probably bench them as well. And then Andy Dalton, I'm just not confident rolling him out against this Rams defense, so I'd probably bench him as well. Um, and then getting to the prediction for this game, um, it looks like that the Rams are favored by seven and a half at home. Honestly, this one feels like a no-brainer for me. Rams minus seven and a half. I don't think I have much explaining to do here, but I guess, Nate, what are your thoughts on this game? 
Um, I think if the Chicago Bears defense was the same as last season, I would have said maybe Chicago might have been able to take it to like maybe set seven or six. But um, I guess assuming that Chicago Bears defense is going to be a little bit weaker, then the Rams should be able to win and cover. And then getting to you, Mete, what are your thoughts for this? Uh, I feel like Rams are going to win, but I just have a weird feeling the Bears can cover this. Uh, I know Dalton is not as good as he used to be, but he's not too bad, honestly. And yeah, seven and a half. Uh, I feel like Bears can cover that. Yeah, I guess my only concern in this game is if like the Rams go up like 14 nothing at halftime and then they throw Justin Fields in there for the third quarter and then that Chicago offense kind of like pops off and then the game can pretty much go anywhere from there. That's my only concern. If Andy Dalton plays the whole game, I'm definitely confident taking the Rams with the minus seven and a half. But it's just that factor with Justin Fields that we don't know how quickly the coach will pull the trigger on him. And if something like that happens, definitely the game can open up a lot more. So uh, we'll definitely have to see. And then for the final matchup, we'll go to Monday nights, the Baltimore Ravens at the Vegas Raiders. Uh, Matty, I'll get to you. What's the outlook for fantasy? All right. So Baltimore, I'm starting Lamar Jackson. No brainer. Gus Edwards, Mark Andrews. No brainer. And I'm going to start Marquise Brown, Sammy Watkins and Baltimore defense. I'm naming a defense for once. Uh, for Las Vegas, I'm going Darren Waller, Henry Ruggs, and Josh Jacobs. Yeah, so I guess uh, Derek Carr, would, would you consider him maybe deep leagues? I don't know. What are your thoughts on him? No, I'm not starting Derek Carr, even in deep leagues, unless you have to. Uh, like I said, I'm starting Baltimore defense. I think they're a great defense. And, yeah, it's not a good matchup for him at all. So I definitely would stay away from him. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's definitely a tough matchup. You definitely want to be looking for a lot of easier matchups. I um, mean, yeah, this Raiders secondary has not looked good in previous years. So if you are rolling out all those Baltimore wideouts, they, that could pay off for you, I guess, depending on how this defense plays. Um, let's just move into our prediction now for this game. It looks like the Ravens are favored by four and a half points. Um, Mete, I'll start with you. I guess, who are you taking here? Yeah, this is another spread I'm really surprised by. I feel like it's a slap in the face for the Ravens. Uh, I think they win by two scores. Uh, so I'm definitely going minus four or four and a half with the Ravens. And then uh, Nate, getting to you, I guess, looking at this game, uh, Ravens are favored at four and a half. Who do you like here? Um, I think I would take the Ravens considering um, the Ravens can be a lot of uh, teams uh, pretty badly and I feel like they're a step above um, the Raiders so I would take the Ravens to win and cover yeah um, I was just looking at this game and I saw the Ravens playing on Monday night and I remembered what happened the last time they played at Mo on Monday night against Cleveland that entire game was just back and forth I don't know if you guys remember that game and I think that this could be the same way. The Raiders are at home in their new stadium with their fans for the first time. This arena is going to pop off. I think this game could be back and forth. I could definitely see the Ravens winning this game, but I think the, Ra the Raiders actually have a chance to cover here. Um, I know it might be an unpopular pick, but uh, 
four and a half points for the Raiders at home. And they're a team that usually starts off pretty hot. They've done that the last two seasons. Uh, they beat the Chiefs even early in the season with how hot they normally start. I mean, there's a chance, and I think I'd roll with that chance. So I'll definitely take the Raiders at plus four and a half here. I know you guys said it's a bit of a disrespect to the Ravens, but I think it's more of a respect to the Raiders on how well they perform at the beginning of the season. So I am going to go with that. And um, yeah, guys, 16 games, week one. Uh, Mete, I'll start with you, man. Uh, it's an exciting way to start the season. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Like we said, a lot of these previews, I was like not too sure which way to go. And yeah, it looks like it's going to be a lot of good matchups for week one. And I'm super excited for the season. Can't wait. Yeah, if you're making picks week one, honestly, a lot of them are just toss up games at this point. Honestly, it's just best to pick your spots instead of taking the whole slate. I know some people will pick all 16 games week one, but it's just a recipe for disaster at that point because we don't know how teams are looking heading into the season. But I guess, Nate, what are your thoughts? Well, I guess for um, people do, ma making picks, this isn't necessarily a good situation. But in terms of entertainment, you kind of uh, want matchups that are harder to predict because it makes the game uh, more exciting. And it'll force the fans to kind of uh, watch the entire game we're not going to see fans like leave like during halftime or like by the time the fourth quarter you see on the cameras uh people exiting um the arena as the game's still going on i don't think that's going to be happening this week yeah so i guess um that would i guess uh favor teams uh you know that are plus in larger spreads like if you see like a plus seven or a plus seven and a half a plus eight and a half maybe that favors them if the games are a lot closer in week one also like we mentioned the volatility um even in fantasy like we've seen like guys like remember i mentioned nine m hines going off for like two touchdowns we i think sammy watkins one year went for like 200 yards and like three touchdowns or something crazy like that like we get these kind of performances i think deshaun jackson did it one time as well where he just popped off so you get these like surprising like amazing matchups maybe we tell you to bench a guy like darnell mooney and he pops off and then you yell at us in the comments <laughs> or something like that but honestly yeah. week one's that unpredictable I mean, Mac Jones could end up being like a top five scoring quarterback this week. We don't even know how he's going to play. We don't know if Justin Fields is going to get in. We don't know any of these rookies. So it's definitely going to be an exciting uh, week to watch for sure. Um, I guess make sure you tune in next week. We'll recap all these games. We'll definitely give you the, the players to start for week two as well. And yeah, that's going to be the end of this Fanatics football episode. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at FanFanPodcast. We'll give our updated picks right before each game um starting thursday then sunday and then monday so make sure you look out for that uh we got this podcast on youtube spotify apple podcast google podcast make sure you like subscribe share hit the bell for notifications on youtube leave us a review all that good stuff and yeah guys i'm excited for week one um i feel like all the games are going to be amazing all of our favorite teams are playing it's going to be great this season and we'll talk to you guys on the next episode.